Hello, everybody. How the hell are you? Coming to you from the heart of Cajun country, this is the Down South IT Podcast. My name is Clark. Thank you for joining me today. It's going to be a good show because it's something fairly interesting. And, well, not fairly. It's actually pretty interesting because, hey, we may be seeing the the beginnings of something that Google is claiming. Well, not Google claiming, but I'm claiming that it could be the death of Bluetooth. And Google's just getting started with this, but I do believe that it could be a game changer. So it's going to be something to look out for in the next couple of years, depending on how many developers they get into it. So it will be an interesting ride to see what's going to happen here. But basically, we're just going to run through that and kind of give you the history between this and what it does and Bluetooth, which it may replace at some point. So we're going to see what happens. But before we jump into that, I do want to let you know to go ahead and head to the website, downsouthitpodcast.com, and you can check out all kinds of cool stuff on there. I do have my brand new review up of the Tozo T10 wireless Bluetooth headphones. That's the ones I've been daily driving for a little while, and if you want an honest review on something that has a whole lot of stars up on Amazon, this is going to be for you. You can check the link is right there on the homepage if you want to scroll down to the reviews. If not, I did share it on Facebook already, but if not, I'll do it again because, hey, Facebook doesn't get to everybody. So we'll do that. I may do a video version of it, too, and release that sometime. I don't know. I don't know when, but... I may do that too, but while you're poking around on Facebook, you can go check me out at Down South IT, and you can also hit up the YouTube channel, the Rumble channel, and you can find a podcast just about anywhere that you get podcasts, pretty much anywhere. Google uh, Google Store, Google Podcasts is going to be on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Sp- SoundCloud, you name it, I'm pretty much on it. If I'm not on it, hit me up either at the website at the very bottom of the homepage, or if you want to shoot me an email, downsouthit at gmail.com, you can do that also. And let me know which one you're using, and I'll try to get it up there for you. And also while you're poking around on the interwebs, you can go up to the website at the very top. They have the link to the merch store. You can go check that out. The This podcast will drop on the 23rd of March. And if you go to the merch store you can get 15% off site-wide on anything there use the code magic 15 all one word m-a-g-i-c-1-5 that coupon will expire on the 25th at midnight so you have until thursday at midnight to use that coupon and get 15% off anything at the merch store take your pick do whatever you want t-shirts leggings ipad and phone cases there's so much stuff up there Take your pick, grab a, grab a t-shirt. Those are also on sale right now, so you can get it for less than, oh God, I don't want to do math, but anyway, le- probably less than 15 bucks. We take 15% off 18. I'm sure that's going to be less than 15 bucks, so just do that. I just can't do math right now. Head over there, and like I said, you have until Thursday at midnight. Use the code MAGIC15 for that 15% off coupon. So jumping right in. Bluetooth. We all kind of know what it is, but do we really? (laughs) So actually what it is, is Bluetooth is a short range wireless network is called a PAN, a personal area network, which means that it's only a network that's very personable. So it's, oh, I love when that happens. 
Don't you love getting junk and spam text messages when you're in the middle of doing something? Highlight of my day, let me tell you. So anyway, Bluetooth networks are personal area networks. They are only for a certain area around your device. The standard now is usually about 30 feet, give or take. So it's something that's going to be very short range. And they wanted it short range because if it's long range, then you need more power. So this is was initially developed as a low power communication system. That's how it was developed. That was back in 1989 that Ericsson Mobile, which would then become Sony Ericsson that, that we know today, they had a couple inventors that invented some hardware, which they also got patents for. But like all good things, it would have to wait. So it was almost a decade later that in 1997, the head of R&D for the IBM ThinkPad, his name was Adalio Sanchez. I'm assuming that's how you pronounce that, but I'm terrible with names. So take that with a grain of salt. But they wanted to introduce that hardware, which was developed for mobile phones, into an IBM ThinkPad. So they basically tried a few things to try to get, get it going and everything. And by the time all was said and done, they ended up convincing the developers from Ericsson to introduce this short link technology as an open industry standard. That way it would let anybody that wanted to use it use it in their products. So basically, whenever everything started, Ericsson would contribute the short link radio hardware. IBM would contribute to the logical layer or the software. And they formed what was called the Bluetooth SIG. And basically, they're the ones that maintain the standards for Bluetooth. And they actually have a five total members. It was Ericsson, Intel, Nokia, Toshiba, and IBM. All five of those would get an equal say in how that technology would be used and different standards. So they went through and that was launched in 1998. In 1999, they actually had the first Bluetooth device was launched and it was a mobile hands-free device and it earned the best of show technology award at Comdex. And this was the first mobile phone that Ericsson put out, the T36, and it was revised to T39, and it made it to store shelves in 2001. Now, that was the first device that had Bluetooth equipped to it, and the whole reason surrounding Bluetooth when it was first developed was for wireless headsets. So a wireless listening device was the first idea behind Bluetooth. That was the whole idea behind the entire development of the, the Bluetooth system. Now, if you're kind of wondering where Bluetooth blew up and started flooding the market with everything that had Bluetooth on it, that started back in the late 90s. There was a small company called Vossi, and they wanted to take the Bluetooth technology and have it to where you could pair a cell phone and a vehicle's audio system. Now, at the time... Ericsson didn't have a very big market share in the cell phone market. That was mostly Nokia and Motorola back in that back in those days, if you remember those days. And you that was basically all you could get was either a Nokia or a Motorola. There was not really nothing else there. And 
this little company decided they were going to try to do it, but ended up in a big, humongous legal battle because of the rights for, to use Bluetooth and that kind of thing. And once that legal battle was done and Vasi was actually told, okay, you can't release any of the devices you developed, Motorola said, all right, well, since we won, we're going to introduce it into all of our devices. And since they had such a huge market share and they put Bluetooth in everything, so that's how we got Bluetooth in basically damn near every device that we have now. And to be honest, there's pretty much no device that you can buy now electronically that doesn't have Bluetooth in it. Think about it. Cell phones, TVs, sound bars, Bluetooth speakers. I mean, just about anything that you get that has an electronic component in it that's made for either listening, viewing, or communicating has Bluetooth built into it at some point. So Bluetooth is very, very prevalent right now with us. And I really don't think it's going to go anywhere anytime soon because it's completely and utterly flooded the market. But there are things that Google was working on that could possibly spell a little bit of trouble for that. And what they call it is they're, they're calling it Wi-Fi NAND scan. And what this is, it's a new app that Google put out in the Play Store specifically for developers. And what it does is the, the NAN in the NAN scan is called Neighbor Awareness Networking. And basically, they'll have any device that runs Android 8.0 or, or above to be able to run these type of apps or plug into an app that will allow a smartphone or another gadget to find each other and interact wirelessly. So it's similar to Bluetooth, but you would be able to communicate or connect over a longer distance and share a lot more data without the need of an actual Wi-Fi network or any other internet connection or even a GPS connection, even though it does use GPS as part of its you know, finding process but it doesn't require that to be able to communicate or anything. So it's kind of like having your own Wi-Fi hotspot that you can communicate with. And the Wi-Fi Alliance has kind of come out with some various use cases for this, you know, neighbor awareness networking, this, you know, Wi-Fi aware kind of thing. And they're talking about being able to connect to people nearby to either play games with, or you find a friend at a concert without using a GPS, you'd be able to do things like log into a printer and print to something without actually logging on to a network, like at a business or something like that. So that way it's not necessarily a security issue since you're connecting directly to the printer. So that would be something kind of, you know, interesting. I think at least in, in what I do every day, that'd be kind of interesting. Make my job a little bit easier, to be honest. <laughs> Um, you could be making, you could make reservations to a restaurant, you know, just as you're walking by it, you know, even when the restaurant's closed. So if they're, they happen to be closed for lunch or whatever, you want to come back for dinner. All you got to do is walk close to it and make the reservation. You're done. You don't even have to get on their website to do anything. So they have a lot of things like that on top of using it as part of the information that autonomous driving cars can use when, while they're driving. So it's, you know, there's a lot of things that can be done with this type of information, especially if you can have a lot of data transfer 
over this network connection. So it'll be interesting to see how they actually develop it. And that's why Google released that Wi-Fi NAND scan app for developers. That way they can try to figure out what's the best solution, what they can come up with, different types of things like that, see what exactly they can do, you know, with that kind of thing. And I'm sure they're going to have developers that come up with some weird off the wall stuff because they always do. <laughs> That's exactly what they're doing. So Google is going to start combining these kind of functionalities and stuff like that of Wi-Fi aware is what they're, I think is what they're probably going to end up calling it. They may change the name later on, but for right now, that's basically kind of what they're going to start doing. But they're going to start in integrating this into later versions of Android. So that way, once the developers come up with different apps and different things, use cases that you can use this for, then you already have the software. You just have to start using it. So it's going to be interesting. I'm, I'm, I'm very interested to see what's going, what the developers are going to come up with and because, like I said, I'm sure somebody's going to come up with some off-the-wall stuff. They're going to be a lot of the same stuff that, you know, I mentioned earlier. But there's going to be some off-the-wall stuff. I can almost guarantee it because that's just how developers are. They want to see not what everybody else is doing, but let's see what they can do. What's the weird off-the-wall crap that I can do? Or what's the most meaningful thing that I can do with this software? In fact, a couple of things that I just saw on a different article, I'll link to it in the show prep, is automating timestamp school check-ins and roll call. So that way, as soon as you walk through the door, you're already marked as there, what time, what date, the whole nine. So there's no ifs, ands, or buts about whether you're there or not. I'm sure if they do it at schools, they'd probably be able to do it at your work. You know, you do things like that. That way you wouldn't even have to clock in and out at work. As soon as you walk into the door, you're already clocked in. You're done. Don't even have to do anything. Lift a finger. One other thing is streamlining airport security, customs, and immigration processes by using mobile identification, such as you use a driver's license or a passport. And that way you have that information saved on your phone. So basically, whenever you walk into this area, you scan your phone similar to NFC and you can go straight through customs. You can go straight to your gate. You can get your boarding pass, all of that just by walking into the area. That would actually save people a lot of time at the airport. So just a few use cases. And it's something that, like I said, it's still so very brand new that they haven't really developed a whole lot in it yet. But the fact that they're even pushing towards something like this is still really cool. And being that you'd be able to do just about anything you can do on Bluetooth, but do it at a faster speed or have more data transfer or whatever, there are going to be a lot of cool uses for this technology. And like I say, it may be the killer of Bluetooth, but I really don't think so. It, 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 just because it's so different, and is going to be implemented in such a different way that I don't believe Bluetooth will go anywhere. But I do think that this will definitely give it a run for its money. This may take over for NFC doing payments and different things like that. So this may end up doing that a huge disservice because 
That way you won't even have to worry about doing NFC or anything like that. But it'll be interesting to see where the developers take this because that's where Google's going to get their cues from. They're just kind of implementing what it does and what you can do. The developers are going to be the ones to ultimately say, okay, this is exactly what we're going to do with it. So they're taking their cues from the developers, which is always good. You want to give them the opportunity to do what they do and just support them in the way that they do it and just give them the outlet to be able to do something really, really cool. And you know what else is really cool? Heading over to the website, downsouthitpodcast.com. That is probably the smoothest segue I've had in a very long time. So indulge me. But head over to the website if you want to check out any of the articles that I mentioned on here. I'll have all of those linked in the show prep. The link for the show prep is right underneath the embedded player on the homepage. Just scroll down a little bit. Again, if you want to go check out the merch store, they do have t-shirts on sale right now for $17.99. But if you get there before Thursday at midnight, you can use the code MAGIC15. And that will get you an extra 15% off anything you want at the merch store. Go ahead, go nuts. Everything that you get on there helps me out and supports me on the channel and lets me do some cool builds and different things like that. So please head over there, head that, hit that up and go grab yourself a t-shirt, do some representing for me. And like I like to end every podcast, a paraphrase from Albert Hubbard, technology can replace the work of many people, but it can never replace the work of one extraordinary person. So go out and be extraordinary today. Thank you all for joining me today. I love you. I'll see you next time right here on the Down South IT Podcast. Later.